This is Living Insights for Winning Always. And your host is, Patrick Ziagbala, MID. Amen. Hallelujah. Alright, our teaching today is on the subject of the flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits nothing. Hallelujah. John chapter 6. John chapter 6, we read verse 63. The flesh profits nothing. We're just going to introduce this today. Have you found John 6, 63? It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now this is powerful. You know, God's word is powerful. The flesh profits nothing. If the flesh profits nothing, then it means that we should not depend on the flesh. Hallelujah. But we need to understand what the flesh is. And that is going to be our focus for today. Now let's look at this verse of scripture in its context. Jesus had performed some miracles. He had done some teachings, performed some miracles. And then he left. So before he left, he fed the people. Multiplied bread and fed the people. And went his way. The following day or so, the people were looking for him. He had left where they were, had gone to another side of the Sea of Galilee. They went looking for him, even on foot. And when they found him, they said, Master, we have been looking for you. Where have you been? <laughs> the power of food. And Jesus looked at them and said, you are not seeking for me because you saw the miracles that I did. You are seeking for me because I gave you bread to eat. Then he told them, don't labor for the bread that perishes, for the food that perishes. <laughs> labor for the food that does not perish, which I, the Son of Man, give to you. I'm paraphrasing. And then they said, okay, Moses gave the children of Israel, our fathers, manna in the wilderness. <laughs> and he looked at them and said, Moses did not give you that bread. I am the one that gives the true bread. And he told them that it is that bread that has come from heaven. And that any man that will eat of him the bread that has come from heaven will never taste again. And those are strong words. Now, he was speaking of spiritual things, but this book could only see it from the natural angle. And so it confused them. So he kept insisting that it was the bread that came from heaven and that it must be eaten in order for them to have life. That they must eat him for them to have life. And then the Jews, the Pharisees that were there, they started murmuring. So, what is this man saying? that uh, we must eat him how how do we eat him he became offended 
And then he went on and said that my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed. Then there are some preachers have misconstrued that statement and they've applied it to the Holy Communion and have misinterpreted and misapplied what Jesus Christ was talking about. If you read the scriptures, the, the, the story there, Jesus Christ showed that eating his flesh and drinking his blood is coming to him and believing in him. So, you eat his body and eat his flesh when you partake of his life in regeneration. That's when you believe on him whom God has sent and you receive him. That is how you eat of his flesh and drink of his blood. The reason is because it was that flesh that was crucified on the cross for your sins. And when that flesh was crucified, his blood was shed. So, the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus represents his life. When you believe in his broken body, in his crucifixion, and in his blood that was shed for you, you partake of his life. You eat of him. Praise the Lord Jesus. And so, the Pharisees got offended, and we are told that even his disciples, they were offended. And then they deserted him and went their way. So let me read from verse 61. After the disciples were offended, the Bible says that when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this offend you? You know, there are things in scriptures that you need spiritual understanding to be able to comprehend. And once when rather, when you have not comprehended it, and somebody is saying it to you, it may offend you. They were offended because they lacked spiritual understanding. Jesus was speaking of spiritual things, even though it wasn't natural uh, terms and symbols to describe spiritual realities. And he has already shown to them that what it meant was that they need to believe in him that God sent from heaven. Because he's that bread that came from heaven. Because he's the one that produces life. Food gives some kind of life to the body. Jesus Christ says, I am the true bread that came from heaven. I am the source of life. So when you believe that I came from heaven, I have I died for your sins, and my blood was shed for your sins, you partake of my life. That was what he was saying. These are spiritual words he was speaking, but they did not understand what he was saying. So he said to them, does this offend you? What and if he shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? So in other words, what if I you see me going back to heaven? Because I came from heaven. God sent me from heaven to become your life. Paul tells us that he is our life. Now if, if he is our life, it means that any other life I think I have, I should set it aside so that his life can be manifest in my body, in my life. Hallelujah. And one of the things you must understand very early in your Christian life is that everything God does for us, has done and does for us, he does by his grace. That we must receive by faith. If he says he is our life and he is our life, if you don't appropriate it, that life cannot manifest in your life. Because you still have your natural life. But it says in the face of your natural life, I am your life. 
And so that means I must set aside my natural life, not by dying physically, but by not depending on that life. And that is the goal of this teaching. The flesh, a natural life, profits nothing. It's the spirit that quickens. And so it tells them, what and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Then that tells them, listen, these are spiritual issues. It is the spirit that quickeneth. You don't understand what I'm saying because you are looking at it from the angle of human experience. The one I'm talking to you about is spiritual realities. It is spirit that quickens. It is spirit that gives life. The word quickens means to produce life. It is a spirit that produces life. Now here is not necessarily speaking of the Holy Spirit. Of course, it is related to the Holy Spirit. He's speaking of his words, his doctrine, his teaching. That is why he says, the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. He says, see, my doctrine is spirit. It is spirit element. Hallelujah. And so anything that is of spirit element produces life. But anything that is of the flesh does not produce life. And don't forget, I always say that God is the father of all spirits. Now what that also means, apart from him being the father of all those human beings or angels that are spirit beings, that God is the source of anything that is of spirit element. I pay attention to what I'm saying here. God is the source of anything that has spirit value. And Jesus Christ says, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And that means those words have spirit elements, they have spirit value. And God is the source of those words. And so in that sense, it relates to the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord Jesus. I trust that you have been blessed by this teaching. For further information, contact us on WhatsApp. Plus two three four eight zero two eight seven one nine six seven one. God bless you.